Rollerblader Crew 3 podcast. Rose Rockman with me as always are my co-hosts Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. How fast are you going to get that intro down to? Are we are we shooting for under one second for? Uh... Oh, his splits were a little bad this week. You know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he really got caught up with the Crew Three podcast bit. You know, uh, okay. uh, but if he can clean it up over the weekend, you know, maybe we can break the world record. You know, sounds good. Sounds good. So we got to start timing our boy and seeing what he can uh, come up with. Look, the 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 back the fallback plan if I ever get fired from IT world again is um, I'm just being an auctioneer. You just work at yeah. the Grundy County Auction. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's oh right. man, hey pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? No, we changed it to hey pretty Ricky, won't you give me a phoenix? That was the there we go. New lyrics. That's right. Speaking of stealing lyrics, speaking uh, about lying. Speaking about lying, a content creator that I enjoy because they're just uh-huh. off in their own world doing their own thing. And not involved in any weird lying controversies ever, right? Is this the four-hour Spice 8 Rack History of Tarkir video? No, this is the the guy who makes funny Weird Al songs of magic cards. Oh, okay. Uh, Remy. Yeah, Remy. They put up like a uh, Digging Up Bones parody, but they don't change any lyrics from the Randy Travis song. Uh-huh. Because Randy Travis just says words like Exume and Digging Up Bones. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this was good, but like... Uh, you literally what just are you gonna say Remy's not involved in anything weird. Not right now. Oh, okay. Every exact second. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Has anybody checked his commander? His commander uh, status. How many lies? Yeah. Lies how many lies he's told at the commander table? This is why I love competitive magic because I can sit down, smile, look at my opponent, and say good luck. And at the end yeah. of the game, when I lose, I can say that was a good game. And. Uh, Nobody you know what you know what what got me is I'll never forget uh playing in that uh PTQ for cash I think was all I was playing for last round my opponent uh is on burn I'm on some random deck and yeah. I plus two my Jace the mind sculptor to get him into ultimate range right uh-huh. and I and I look at the card and I look at my opponent and I said oh, man this card might kill me. I'm not really sure. It kind of depends on the other cards in your hand, you know? And I left it on top and thought about it. And I was like, I, that is I don't not know what you said. I, I, was, ju- I just left it on top. Right. Uh-huh. Because my opponent had a fetch land in play and I didn't want them to fetch away the land that I left on top of their deck. Right. Yeah. So my opponent draws their card immediately gets furious, punches me in the face, right. Steals yeah. all my belongings right. and runs. Right. Yeah. No, of course not. We both laughed about it. We said, good game. We shook hands after the match because that's what you do in a game of magic. Look, all I'm saying like is... You there. I remember watching that play. Yeah. You looked at the mountain on top. You sighed. Yeah. And you didn't think very long. You no. put it back on top and you said, man, I think you're going to get this one. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what you said. That's what it was. Yeah. It was. You yeah. Were, and your Jace was now at ultimate range. Yep. Yep. And I think you were under mana barbs at one life. I was under mana barbs. Yeah. 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 And uh, they drew the land. We ultimated Jace. All their, none of their cards could kill me. Uh, so yeah, we, we won the game from there, but just, we just straight up lied out here, homie. And, uh, I, look, I just laughed about it. Cause it was, I, just, I just have to say thank you to magic Twitter for giving us the most like least, why do I care drama ever this week with this whole thing? So much so that even the OP of the post is like leaning in and retweeting other memes about the situation. Just like, right. Just cash, just cash it on the internet karma while you can. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, if for some reason, if you guys have better things to do than sit on Twitter all day, uh, somebody posted their their logs of their streamed Discord competitive EDH, 
And in regular EDH, you do things like, hey, extend the game for five hours for no reason because you're drinking, you're playing with your buddies. No complaints there, right? I have complaints if that happens. I, you, you can put, I have no complaints. Just start another game. They decided to take this casual format and reinvent the wheel, just like we're reinventing cable now by bundling all of the streaming services together so right, you right. can have more than one. So they just reinvented the wheel and said, no, let's make EDH competitive, and uh, but with still four players. And one player says, hey, I'm going to cast this silence, but don't worry. I'm not going to win the game if you let this resolve. I'm just casting it for no good reason at all. Just me over here, just a silly little guy, casting these silences for no particular reason. Uh, that everybody lets it resolve, immediately casts a tutor spell and tutors to win the game. <laughs> and uh, their, their claim is, their claim I is, they didn't... The line, the line came to them while they yeah, were... they didn't see the line. And uh, they were I've never yeah. heard a, hey, this is you idiot's fault for letting me do this, you know, more in somebody's voice saying, oh, I'm sorry, y'all, I just didn't see it when I was searching, but now I'm gonna. So I witnessed a very similar situation at a competitive PTQ this weekend that I was attending. Oh, okay. A player sitting next to me, players sitting next to me, right? One of them is playing Fight Spell plus Phyrexian Obliterator the deck. Okay. They have a Phyrexian Obliterator in play. Their opponent has a very juicy target of a, like, nine power Haughty Jin. Right. And they cast, leaving one green up, they cast Cruelty of Gix, skipping to mode two to tutor their okay. deck for any card. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they put down on the table Tail Swipe, the fight spell that you can play at instant speed, but at sorcery speed, it makes your guy bigger. Yeah. yeah. All right. They put that on the table and they go, I'm getting Tail Swipe. They don't have to reveal, but they did. Right. Uh, they then shuffle their deck. They've got one green up. Their opponent goes, Are you going to cast it? And then they said, Yes. So he goes, Well, I've got Slip Out the Back for Hottie Jin we can go to the next game, right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, well, on your turn, I'll cast the tail swipe when your hottie gin phases back in. And then it was like, no, no, like you're casting this tail swipe uh, now. That's a pretty different situation. But they ended up laughing about it after the game. Yeah. The judge got involved, said that, well, since we were both still resolving the tutor, nobody could cast any spells. Yeah. So you've both just revealed information. You don't have sure. to reveal to each other. And, uh, but apparently you are allowed to like in competitive magic, you can't lie about things in play, but you can lie about like the intent. intent yeah. Like you can say like, I'm going to tutor for, I'm going to fetch for blood crypt. Uh-huh. And then like halfway through the tutor, you can go, actually I'm getting Rackus theater. Right. Cause it's still resolving the ability. That's not illegal, right? Test rules are still touching the deck. You know, there you go. Uh, maybe you don't even have a blood crypt to, to tutor, right? Yeah. So things like that. Uh, you know, if your opponent says, "If you show me this card, I'll scoop," they technically don't have to scoop. They generally will because that's generally a defeated uh, yeah. statement. But uh, you know, yeah, just uh, commander shouldn't be taken seriously, but you should win it. I agree. Uh, win the game as fast as you can, move on to the next game, win that one as fast as you can, and then uh, quit Commander because your friends have left you, and <laughs> competitive magic and grind with the rest of us, you know? There we yeah. go. Find new friends. That's my All take. Right. Well, now that the dumb drama is over. Yeah. And I, I'm still on my 2024 campaign of I'm no longer misinforming, I'm just lying. 
That's right. Right, right, right. This just really aligns with my my current stance on. Uh, and you know what? Call the judge on me when I tell you my hand of four cards is all heaters. See what they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are some hot lands. They're pretty Those good. Are omen paths from standard yeah, show. You know Those it. are hot. You know it. All heaters. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we have a pretty stacked week, I would say, this week. Those of you that don't know, Magic Con Chicago is this weekend featuring the Pro Tour. Oh, featuring the Pro Nice. Uh, yeah, well, it's not, it's not the like Pro Dr. Tour. Dr. Dre featuring Eminem. You know what I'm saying? That's right. It's like right, right. one of the classics. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's uh, – and the Pro Tour has you pioneers. So we got we got some last kind of last-minute events we're going to take a look at. I'm, I kind of pulled up the last two weeks of meta meta deck information just because, like, you know, that's kind of the most relevant since we've got a new format for about two weeks now. I was um, thinking that this week we actually decided to switch and be a modern podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I'm saying? If, there's a, if there was a week to do it. We're going to help, help people win their last couple weeks of standard RCQs. There um, we go. Um, there we go. Um, that's where I am right now. Mentally, I've, like, checked out a Pioneer for a little bit because I've just been playing infinity amounts of standard. Yeah, how's that going? You know, my body is a machine that uh, gets eighth place at every RCQ you can ever attend. Yeah. After going undefeated in the Swiss. Of course. That's okay, though. You're rich in Ragavan pins. Yeah, I am rich in Ragavan pins. I literally gave one away the other day. You're going to um, give another one away to me because I have not given another one away. Season. I'm just a charity of Ragavan pins um, and Full Art Express Federations, you know? There we go. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, all right. So. We're going to like, already talk about these events. I do want to quickly talk about um, how ridiculous the cost of MagicCon Chicago is. Uh. So here's the thing, right? I'm going to compare MagicCon Chicago to other events that we have gone to, right? Comparing, say, DreamHack to MagicCon Chicago, both those tickets for a weekend pass about 100 bucks, right? Uh, and what do we get access to? This is also still coming from someone who, you know, paper GP boomer over here. Well, we didn't have to pay to play Commander. We didn't have <laughs> to pay to go pay artists money, right? Um, it's just... <laughs> you should definitely, back in those... I mean, now they make you pay for each signature, but you should have definitely paid for each signature back on the No, I'm, I'm just saying, though, you know, I didn't have to pay Star City Games... Twenty dollars to go talk to the artist and right, then to go into the artists. artist alley. You know what I'm saying? You got to yeah. pay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So a hundred dollars gets you your three day badge, which is sold out by the way. So uh, you know, congrats. Uh, you got two non foil counterspell promos. The, counterspell, the promos are nice, right? Cool. Yeah. Um, then yeah, you get access to the immersive experience, the free play area, the command zone, the creator arena, and artist alley. Nice. Nice. <laughs> So you get access to the convention. So I get access yeah. to it, but how much does it cost to actually play a game of Commander? Uh, Five dollars well, a game? Well, no, no, no. The command, the command zone is free. You can yeah. go play Command Zone once you pay your hundred bucks. But oh. If you want to play ticketed Commander, that's going to cost you some money, right? I only, uh, yeah. for, I only play for pink slips, all right? And, then, like and then, of course, if you wanted to play the other big event that isn't the Pro Tour, and you want to pay essentially the standard GP that's happening the weekend. That's another one hundred and fifty dollars, and you know, you you think you might be getting the play mat with it and all that kind of good stuff, right? No, you you have to, right? One hundred fifty dollars if you get a promo. At least I'm looking at the event listing, 
And um, I don't see uh, where I am being given a playmat or or something else. If I don't get a playmat with that, Mark Rosewater better be personally coming up to me, signing a $100 bill and handing that to me. When and I, pay I can't $100. find the event listed on Melee, so yeah, I'm not uh, <laughs> well, not quite sure. You know, there's a couple of people, like there's a couple of, uh, you know, lightly overpriced events that I've seen lately that are kind of like charity, so it's for a good cause, so like $80 to enter a big modern tournament, but it sure. like, supports a great charity, all the proceeds are going to that, right? Yeah. And it's like a huge celebration of like magic, the community, and also like making sure that... uh this money is put to good use to like protect people. Right. Mm-hmm. So of course all this money is going to a charity, right? Um, well, the charity is called Hasbro's bottom line. That's, that's, oh, exactly that's a right. good charity though. Yeah, right? Actually, yeah. I think that's great think being hosted by pastimes. We're, we're going to buy more new pastimes. I'm now more into this. I'm actually, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a good charity. Yeah, that is a good charity. At least pay like the tournament organizer or something and don't just give Patrick Cox more. Yeah. helicopters or whatever. Yeah, I, can't, I can't find anywhere that says you get anything else to play in the standard open, but don't worry though. If you wanted to give them $165 the weekend, they'll also give you a mystery booster collector's edition convention edition and two Carlob manor collector boosties. Ooh, man okay. for 225. Then you get the foil secret layer play mat. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, for $400, you do get like, Three boosties and the no, playmat and the lanyard. There's huh? a $400 standard GP entry. No, no, no this is $400 entry for the weekend. Oh, that, that does oh, not include nice. events. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That gets you the uh, two foil counter spells, three mystery boosters, three collector boosters, the legendary VIP exclusive commander playmat, yeah. the 2024 deck box and sleeves, $60 in on demand voucher. So you do get. Comp a little bit of event entries and 10% off at the merch store. Um, I will just, I'm going to be for $400. I better own the merch store. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be the other side of this. I think this is all fine. Okay. I think that the people that play in the pro tour are not paying these costs, right? Sure. Like they get the invite for free, right? Yeah. Judge staff doesn't have to pay for these costs, right? We're paying all the judges, right? Sure. Um, if you want to go play side events at a pro tour that you didn't qualify for, um, it's going to be fun. You're going to have a good time, right? Sure. Uh, but it's going to cost a little something, you know, hundred dollars gets you in the door. You can play side events all weekend. You could probably spend a hundred dollars on side events for the whole weekend. Sure. If you want to play that GP? Yeah. It's going to, if you want to try hard. At the I, I tour, think that's the, my biggest thing is that $200 awesome. to play a GP. Is... I, I think they're holding the GP hostage, but the thing is, do we need wizards for a GP anymore? No. Like, uh, did we ever need wizards for a GP? Like, we've got, like, the NRG series, like, going sure. around. We've got, like, Star City Games sometimes does stuff, you know? They've yeah. got their tours coming back, right? I I just think that, like, maybe the old GP days are just over, and, like, we need to pass those on to other organizers and stuff like that, right? And that's fine. But, again, I just think, like, if I'll the standard it. event was half the price... right. I think I'm like less angry, upset about it. I hear you for sure. And it's especially just, like if I want to compare again, my whole thing was comparing my $100 to go to DreamHack versus my $100 to go to this event, right? Right. I well, am paying $100 to go 
to go play Commander with my friends that could just do it at the LGS. The thing is, if I don't qualify for Pro Tour Vegas, I'm probably going to MagicCon Vegas. And I okay. understand the costs that will be involved in that. It's like a big trip. I don't know. I think it's fine to like... It's different if it was like something else, right? If like they were making the Pro Tour players pay or if they were like um, making you pay to get into the RC, right? Sure. Canada, right? Yeah. Um, or something like that, then I think I would have a problem with it. But I think it's fine. Like if spectators want to pay $100, which I think is a reasonable amount for a convention for a ticket, right? I'm just saying, to for me... The value isn't there when you compare the when it, you you got your excuse right. my point of when we compare the other conventions we've been to recently where right. these events have happened at right like right. one hundred dollars for DreamHack way outclasses one hundred dollars to go play a Commander Pod with my friends for sure but for some people I think that's going to weigh differently like I definitely like a lot of the fighting game side of DreamHack sure but like all of the uh, CS:GO and all that stuff I'm really not that into. I'm never going to bring my computer to like hook it up at the LAN, right? That's just not my jam. Ricky, there's but not even there unlimited monster. I know. What I'm saying that. is he he can play webcam commander at home and lie all he wants. Nobody can right, right. Through, through a webcam. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying that like they're keeping their price like reasonable for what the event is, right? Like as long as there's not like charging more than DreamHack, I think I'm fine with it. I don't know. I just I'm just like I'm just GP boomer days and it's for like, sure. you know, sure I remember when like the last GPs we played in were like 80 bucks and we didn't get the playmat, right? Like you had to pay like the hundred dollars to get your playmat, right? Right. But it's just like a hundred dollars to get in the door and then hundred fifty dollars to play the standard event is insanity. To me. I'm just meeting, like, I've met just a lot of people just later um, after my big college magic grind, right? Sure. They are just, like, they're perfectly content to pay $250 uh, to go to a convention hall in Houston and uh, dress up as anime characters and just walk around. Sure. And that's, like, that's their fun, right? So, yeah. like, I feel like magic's kind of gotten off easy because... You could just go to GPs, not pay anything, sit in the corner, play cubes and play um, sure. freaking commander or trade, um, but not for value all day. And that was kind of super sick, right? Yeah. And that kind of can still happen at some things like the SCGs and stuff like that. But at the at Magic Con, I think you're going to have to pay a little bit more. And I think that makes sense. I would kind of pay $100 if I got to, like, spectate the entire Pro Tour. Sure. And, and I know I'm not, like, even discussing the value of, like, you go, like, watch the design panels and stuff like that, right? Right. But to me, that's less special when they're doing those weekly streams anyway. Sure, sure, sure. So, like, it's not like I'm getting to watch anime voice actors or other people I don't normally get to see doing the same thing. I just paid to watch them do it when I could watch a Twitch stream for free of the same presentation next week. It definitely Ruckman, you can see when those they new... do them at the same time, too. Yeah. Ruckman, you can see those new balances in person, though. You know? <sighs> Think about that aspect of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm also just, like, we're getting all out spoilers, Assassin's Creed spoilers, Thunder Junction spoilers, and Bloom Boyero spoilers. Just stop, please. One standard set at a time. I miss when Mark Rosewater used to bring that car seat. Oh, to, to drive? To yeah. GPs, 
Um, so he could uh, drive do the to live work. drive to works. Yeah, in in the car seat, adorable with, with the steering wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Peak content. Yeah. All right. Let's have anything about that. Let's take a look at some of these recent events, and then we're going to talk about. I think. Because uh, I have some ideas on at least what I'd be playing, what I'd be looking at playing. And I'm curious to hear what do you guys think people should be playing this weekend. Phoenix. <laughs> okay. Well, besides Phoenix. I want to hear Chris's opinions on what people should be playing this weekend. Uh, so let's dive in here. We're going to save the energy for the end. Let's look at these challenges real quick. Uh, our first challenge, we're going to have John Rapp on Mono Black Midrange. Navis on Azorius Control. Um, OVM... Cabrera on Amalia. Uh, fifth place, we have Gasman48 on Boris Convoke. Fourth place, Soul Strong on Niv to Light. Third place, Alskek on Rakdos Midrange. Second place, Chivetio, uh, Chivetto on Is It Phoenix? First place, Rosa1993 on Boros Convoke. If we move on to our next challenge, we're going to have. Uh, Zam Bam 5 on Rakdos Midrange, Bolivo on Azorius Control. Man, remember when Bolivo was just the mono black machine in yeah. Old Pioneer? Tiago Saparito, is that it? Yeah. Uh, then, of course, sixth place, Sorry I'm So Tilted on Is It Phoenix. Fifth place, Bowie 21 on Is It Midrange. Fourth place, Big Win Sauce on Azorius Control. Third place, 212 on Is It Phoenix. Second place, Matza 34 on Is It Phoenix. And first place, Hamuda on Boros Agro. This, this is heroic. not Convoke. No. This is Heroic. It's heroic. Uh, Chris, you want to talk about this for a second? I mean, it's been a while since we've seen some uh, some Heroic. I know you like that deck a lot. Yeah, I, obviously, I think the, the interesting thing about this deck um, is that the, the damaging red spells aren't as good. Can Control can still get you, but... Um, you know, if you miss out on some of the target removal, by the time you get to sweepers, you can just be dead, right? You don't present a lot on the board. So unless you've got a removal spell, removal spell, this deck can just slide under the control decks. And then obviously you got to get a little bit lucky because there's a lot of cheap removal in Phoenix. But if you have the right, you know, pumps, you can make your guys yeah. too big to be killed by some of just like the torch, the tower style effects or, um, you know, the other one that has spell mastery. Uh, you still can get got by some... Uh, lightning axes but it's a lot you know uh, uh you only got so many of those in there so the new card yeah. here by the way is fugitive Codebreaker. this is a colorless and a red for a 2-1 goblin rogue it's got prowess and haste but hold up hold up this is a more wait a minute wait a minute uh it's got more for disguise for right. five colorless and a red and it's reduced by uh one for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard. So that's the flip up cost, right? They all morph for three colorless. Um, but you can turn it up for hopefully just a red. And when it's turned face up, discard your hand, then draw three cards. Obviously, we're hoping our, our hand is empty. Otherwise, we're standard four favorite hoplite, four swift spear, four virtuoso, and four legionnaire to go along with 24 spells, ancestral anger, defiant strike, God's willing, two homestead courage, uh, four monstrous rage, four reckless rage, and a spike <coughs> of hazard. So, uh, sick. And a yep. Sajiri Shelter. Don't forget about that. And I still do a Sajiri Shelter as our modal double-faced card. Um, so, yeah. this is, And then you've obviously got a lot of protection in the sideboard when it comes to, you know, stopping yeah. the removal spells from coming at you. Another card to go along with Case of the Crimson Pulse. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, that card seems uh, really good. 
Redain is a very strong sideboard card right now. Oh, yeah. Especially with all the blue-eye control players running around. Yep. Showdown of the Scalds, of course, does the Lord's work in the yep. late game. I want to point out our Doom Wake in 11th place in this one, if I can, real quick. Oh, yeah. We, we, we Do you see it? I see yeah. it. You see there's a certain mole god yeah. featured in this deck. Seeking thrills. Yep. And uh, in this one, seek, we're seeking thrills, but we're also ember cleaving. Yeah. That was a... Uh, an easy way to uh, get in there, you know? We're going to get that Mole God and Ember Cleave. Yeah, yeah, we well, we are. You might play it. You might just play that pre-combat and just say, what are you going to do about it? You know? <laughs> I'm going to pay the, the six or eight and just, I want you to know this is coming, you know? Yeah. Just to scare them a little bit. So it's just a red-green aggro with, uh, of course, our Quake Moly Boy. Classic couple Thrill Seekers, couple Ember Cleaves to finish people off. Otherwise, it's kind of the red-green deck Doomwake's been playing for a little I, while. I really, I really want to... Tashaun is tied by an Embercleave trigger. Don't we all? And it loses all its abilities? Yeah. One Krenko's Buzz Crusher in the sideboard to get them Lotus Fields. Yeah, Lotus Field running around. A lot uh, of new right. names in these in these as well. So you're figuring people are prepping for the... Uh, people get ready for that Pro Tour. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a I had something to say about this, but I've, I've lost my where I was. All right, never mind. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next one. We have 8th place Goblin Lackey. With is it Phoenix seventh place, uh, Yuegjo on mono black discard sixth place, uh, Ar- Arcani one on Boros Convoked fifth place, a lucky and unlucky on Raptor Sacrifice fourth place, Alibaba on is it Phoenix third place, Eridos on Hidden Strings second place, Tia ninety three on is it Phoenix and first place, Hamuda running it back with the Boros Aggro decklist. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep. So I'm going to see their name again. Just missed top but eight. You see, one. they've done what I was thinking about doing immediately, which is drop a 10th district legionnaire for another code breaker. Oh, yeah. So we're, 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 we're workshopping here. We're trying to figure yeah. it out. Crimson Pulse also went down to one copy for an extra showdown of the Scalds. So that card was not performing as well. I've played against this card a lot in standard, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. Sure. Um, a lot of people are playing it now in mono red. The problem is that like with all the cases, you have to go to your end step to solve it. You can't solve it almost ever on the turn you play it, Mm -hmm. which means I have a couple of turns to answer it because even once it solves, it doesn't do anything till you get back to your upkeep. Sure. So I've had plenty of time to just answer this card and it's like kind of never triggered and it didn't really put a lot of pressure on me to answer it. You know, I get it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that is, that is like the downside, right? I mean, you know, it, it replaces itself immediately, right? Obviously, you're going to get right. two cards, right? So you're, you're kind of net card even after the discard. But yeah, it does take a bit to get to solve it. So Or once you solve it, your opponent just plays Shieldred. Yeah. <laughs> and you die. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a pretty quick clock. That is a pretty quick clock. All right. Uh, moving on to our last challenge, we have Sunbird 17 in 8th place with Amalia, Sate in 7th place with Amalia, 6th place, Key 05232 on Grixis Phoenix, 5th place, Oaf McNamara on Demir Control, 4th place, The Phenom on Rakdos Midrange, 3rd place, Goblin Lackey on Izzet Phoenix, 2nd place, Lavunga 21 on Rakdos Sacrifice, and 1st place, Leviathan 102 on Izzet Phoenix. So yeah, this is um, 
This Demir control deck looks like every Demir control deck, which is just like yeah. just the longest list of yeah. cards. It would, it would be a loot tree deck if loot tree was regular companion rules. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like every blue black control player, I respect wholeheartedly because they have been doing work. They know that they want four Narset Parter Veils and one Days Undoing. They want two Deadly Cover Up and no more. Three Negates, right? Like mm-hmm. one Change the Equation main. I like it. I mean, if, if you made me do it, right, that deck gets to run Thoughtseize. So, like, if we're expecting a ton of, um, you know, blue-white control, which it seems like we are, then I want to be the deck with Thoughtseize, right? I don't want to just slog through control mirrors all day, you know? Only two Thoughtseize, though. Also, Deadly Cover-Up is seeing a lot of uh, play just because it kills all Phoenixes, all of them, forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I like uh, Finally Is It Phoenix putting it in here. <laughs> you got a, you got a lot of the rest of the top eights though, but if you look like there we go, like I feel like we're in a really interesting spot right now in standard, or sorry, in pioneer. Okay, all right, yeah. If we're gonna move on to like thoughts on the format as a whole well, right now, let's let's do the energy first, and then we can talk about it. All right, we'll do the energy first because uh, I think that was a big event this week, especially when it's in Chicago, where the, yeah. ball, where the Pro Tour is going to be, right? I mean, we saw a lot of names we don't usually see. Like, I know Bangu was playing. It was in, like, top eight contention for a while there. Like, yeah, the Gooch got ninth, man. Yeah, a lot of people were there. I mean, you see, like, Namor squats. A lot of people that we've we've seen and expect at these big events now uh, were at this event. So, uh, real quick, our top eight. I have to do this in a weird way because, of course – uh, they didn't give us a clean bracket. Uh, it was, of course, won by uh, – oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, yeah, Matthew Hoey, of course, won – is it Phoenix? Uh, Max Kaminowski uh, – whiskey sorry. On uh, – is it Phoenix? It was a Phoenix mirror match in the finals. Um, and then our other two in the top four were Colin Mullally on is it Phoenix and Adrian Inigo – Cast it on Lotus Field. And the rest of our top eight uh, was, as I said, uh, Namor Squats on Convoke, Carl uh, Lampos, Kikidis on Phoenix, Will Kruger on Phoenix, and uh, Taj Tajali on Mono White Humes, the decklist I do want to talk about. That decklist was uh, Mighty Caliente. Um, so, I mean, real quick, let's look at the, the winning Phoenix list here. Uh, as I said, by a one Matthew Hoey. Uh, Ricky, as our Phoenix Lord, why don't you give us uh, give us some breakdown on this deck list here? All right, so we're on four Ledger Shredder, four Picklock Prankster, and four Arclight Phoenix, which is pretty standard. We're not on Gigantha, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, four Consider, uh, we're now down to three Fiery Impulse, three Lightning Axe, uh, because we're probably going to play a Torch the Tower later. Yep, sure enough, one Torch the Tower, uh, because we have to account for Amalia in some way. Uh, four op, four sleight of hand, two spell pierce, one galvanic iteration, two prismari command being uh, essentially a replacement for is it charm being able to kill a creature or an artifact as well as uh, you know being an is it charm or maybe giving us a treasure you know sure. sort of slices dices. Uh, four treasure cruise, one temporal trespass, um, and then nineteen lands with uh, pretty standard uh, two hall of the storm giants to win the game if we are run out of phoenixes. Mm-hmm. Sideboard, um, we've got pretty, you know, standard three Crackling Drake, two Brotherhoods, and we're actually not playing Anger at all. So we're, we're maybe disrespecting Amalia here to play Brotherhoods End instead. 
Only one fable of the mirror breaker. A lot of people have been playing like two to three in the sideboard of Phoenix right now. Um, I'm not the biggest fan, but like, I think it's a fine card. It's never a bad card to play, right? Sure. Young Pyromancers negate unlicensed Hearst, Aether Gust again uh, to put different green spells back on top of their owner's library, you know, like Collected Company, things we don't mm. want to get out of hand. Looks like a pretty um, mostly standard list, uh, except it's not it's not tuned to like Amalia, so we can probably get a few more numbers like in like Phoenix matchups and control matchups and such. Sure. Um, I want to kind of talk about, let's look at this Boros Convoke deck list because uh, Nam Dang here playing a bit of a different take. I mean, um, we've been seeing a lot more players switch over to like things like Thalia. Of course, that's what won um, in the first challenge we talked about, where it was in 1993. Um, and I mean, we're still, we're, we're on Ornithopter here in this deck list. Um, we're on the the 12 artifact makers for our Gleeful Demolitions here. Uh, War of the Inner Sky, Resolute Reinforcements. Um, I mean, what do you what do you think about Boros Convoke's kind of ability to, I would say, take uh, take the kind of hate decks that are the decks that are kind of hating on Amalia right now and take it on the format and kind of be able to capitalize on some of those matchups, right? Being able to be faster than Phoenix, faster than Blue White Control here. So, I mean, I think what the whole format is doing right now is that a bunch of decks appeared to push back Amalia, uh-huh. and now the decks that Amalia kept back are creeping back in. Yeah. So, Convoke and Heroic, I think, are pretty rough matchups into Amalia, mm-hmm. but if Amalia's been beaten down, then it looks like a very good deck to bring in and try to uh, get ahead with. I really like assemble the players in the sideboard. Uh, just being a two mana way to get card advantage is like kind of way better than um, the Tokoisa's welcome, right? Yeah. Uh, so I like this way better, and then everything else kind of straightforward and standard. Uh, Ornithopter, just so we can go as fast as possible, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. Ornithopter definitely gives us there just the way. Just the I with Ornithopter, there is. No there's way, no, we're not gonna have turn one artifact, right? There's no. Lets us, it lets us do is we let it lets us gleeful on the fir- on turn one, right? Yep. So, and that's that's pretty important here. Um, I like I said, I did want to talk about the mono white deck list because I tell you what, if we're looking for a deck list that I think feels pretty well adapted to take on like control heavy meta, I think a lot of people are kind of expecting, right? Um. I think this is a deck list I would be potentially looking at playing uh, if I was still trying to pick a deck list to go play the Pro Tour, right? I mean, you've got Bodyguards to help against our Wrath Protection. I mean, this deck is just, it's a, it's got to be a nightmare, right? We've got four Cavern of Souls. We've got a little bit of built-in uh, Wrath Protection. We've got Thalia slowing things down. We're even playing two copies of Anointed Peacekeeper in the main. And that card, of course, is a nightmare not only to slow down a Wrath card, but if we pick a Planeswalker with it, well, then now it's costing our opponents mana to activate those Planeswalker abilities. Um, oh, so yeah. Like, Teferi's no longer free mana on the plus, right? Uh, so you're going to invest in a two plus Teferi. Um, you're, if you name Wandering Emperor, right? Well, opponents are going to be able to flash in Wandering Emperor and activate on the turn they flash it in. Um, I think, like, this is a deck, again, like Ricky's saying, it's a deck that is coming in as a... Well, I'm poised to beat 
The decks that are keeping Amali out, and we're just going to try to dodge Amalia because the format is getting very, very hostile to Amalia. And um, I think that's one of the big questions this week is going into it is going to be, is it going to be an Amalia weekend or an anti-Amalia weekend? So let's mm-hmm. uh, let's let's talk about Chicago and kind of as we head into this. So, um, right, the story heading in to the last several months before Markov Manor was just how good and powerful and strong Amalia was in our post-ban world. I think there's a lot of uh, doom and naysay. I think it's still true. I think Amalia is still that good. I think Amalia is still very good, right? But I think we have seen several decks come out and can beat Amalia. We've proven there are decks that can beat Amalia. Now, I'm going to say, honestly, I think it led to a little bit of a more boring format because I think when Blue Eye Control is the best deck in a format, uh, it's a boring format to play Magic in. Um, And I will say that I don't think Amalia is the best deck in the format, but I think Amalia is the best gatekeeper pioneer scene out of everything. Um, I definitely agree with you. I think that this weekend it's going to be, can your deck beat Phoenix and can your deck beat Amalia? And if not, you should just be playing either Amalia or Phoenix, right? Really? Okay. I think that those are the two front runners. I think it's a reasonable statement that he made. I mean, it's like if, if you can't beat those decks, right? And there's definitely sure. decks that can beat those, you know? No, that's right. Right, right. Like blue-white control can still do really well against Amalia, right? Mm-hmm. And like these under, like these real quick decks can get under Phoenix. Yeah. You know, especially, especially now that Phoenix has is having to move away from Thing of the Ice because of Amalia. Right, yep. exactly. So I think if you want to try to slide under the control in Phoenix decks and play an aggro deck and get dumpstered by like the Amalia players that are still around, right? Yeah. I think if you want to play Phoenix or blue white control, both are very good options. I think ultimately, I think we're going to see like five big decks over the weekend. Sure. I think we're going to see Amalia, Phoenix, blue white control, red, black mid range. Um, and like the aggro decks. Sure. As like the fifth deck. How do you feel about Lotus Field? Yeah, that was my that was gonna be my question. Lotus Field beats up on Phoenix and Control. Sure. Um don't think the Amalia matchup is great. And you'll have to the aggro decks is pretty terrible. Aggro decks are really bad for you. Especially if we're gonna play Athalia in them. Yeah. Right, exactly. So they got Archdruid's charm as just mm-hmm. even more consistency, right? Sure. Um like, the decks are definitely sick, right? We're even playing, like, uh, some people are playing, like, Ill-Timed Explosion as, like, a weird board wipe. Um, unauthorized Exit. Why are we playing this? I see playing mid-range as, as pretty tricky. Because, like, you know, if you're, if you're want, like, you have to build that deck a certain way, right? So it's like, you can't cover all your matchups. You're either going to angle it towards beating control and or lotus field and or slower type decks <laughs> or play more removal and angle to beat some of the smaller decks so so you know you play the I wrong think, i think i think in that conversation right um like if i if i were going to be breaking down kind of the decks that i think i would be thinking about playing going into this weekend right mm-hmm. um i was putting them as a a deck that can have a board presence like a essentially a spell pierce deck with a clock so i'm thinking like maybe scissors right maybe either azorius or is it scissors uh i iffy on spirits right now um 
I that is tough to say, right? As a longtime Spirits player, right? Um, I'm a little iffy on Spirits right now in this meta, uh, just because like Phoenix can be such a rough matchup, um, and then just like I really don't want to get in the Counter War with Control. I think if you're on Spirits, right, it's a dire roll determinant matchup for a lot of a lot of the cases right now, and I don't know if I want to be playing the slot machine going into the Pro Tour. Um, that is to say, I don't think Spirits will like not have a strong finish if you're confident or right in your die rolls. I think you're an uphill battle if you're picking spirits right now. Uh, I'd re- much rather be playing something like, um, is it in soul again, spell pure stack list. We can play stubborn denial and we have ways to do quick damage, quick, big damage in. Right. Yep. Or I want to play this mono humans list. I tell you what, I saw this mono humans list. And I think if I don't play Amalia, this is the top of my list to play at the hunter bird in a few weeks. I think a deck that is currently like off radar that I think has the potential to be one of the best decks of the format and make a good showing in Chicago if people are there to register it. I think that Niv to Light is like really good right now. I yeah, I that's another good strong contender, right? I mean, we saw Niv to Light really perform after the inclusion of No More Lies and, and Lightning, Lightning Helix. Helix, right? Like adding four of those adding four of those into the deck just really helped shore up a lot of things for it. Um, and I think that's a great call as well. I mean, I'm sure Claudio is sleeping up right now. I would, I would hope so anyway. Right. Uh, but Claudio, I know also enjoys the blood control. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. But I do think like ley line is strong. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, and I think more- deadly cover up. Yeah. And unmoored ego, which are like just huge, huge cards against Amalia and against Phoenix. Yeah. And I mean, you and know, Lotus, right. Yeah. And Lotus theoretically. Yeah. The other thing too is right. Um, no more lies and um, lightning helix were two really good pickups for color combos that the deck didn't really have a lot of. So they're almost free additional includes because now you're almost, you're almost always going to be hitting those cards off of your, off your NIF visit. So like having those to be able to slot into color combos deck was really heavy on means they were just free pickups for the, the Niv-Mizzet triggers. Right. It's a deck I think I could do really well this weekend. And um, I think it's it's positioned really well just because I think it has a good matchup against a lot of the decks right now. Now, of course, the aggro decks are what is going to, like, maybe eat you alive a little bit. But, like, mm-hmm. I think you get a pretty decent matchup against Amalia and a pretty decent matchup against Phoenix. And, like, Control and Rakdos you just go over the top of, so... Yeah, uh, I will say though, like what Chris talked about with like, you gotta be careful with how you build Rakdos midrange. Um, when I was thinking about Rakdos midrange earlier, because that's another card, that's the deck I think, um, a deck that can have like six plus hand disruption effects, I think like can't be bad right now, right? Um, but I definitely want to leverage a lot of Intian Smuggler's Copter, I feel like, if we're going to be playing uh, Rakdos. And so I love uh, Jerry T posted what he said he'd be playing for the pro tour this weekend. And I love his list uh, Four Bowman courier, four blood tithe harvester, three into two crocs, a four copter, four fable, two bone crusher giant, two hazard, the fervent instead of shieldred. Um, I think that is just such a big heads up play moving into uh, hazard over shieldred. What do you I, think? I, it's definitely interesting for sure. I'm not sold on any deck running Bowman courier, but you know, uh, maybe it could be good. Yeah, I mean it's like torch. It's torch fodder, right? This card is good because it's just my opponent, 
<laughs> when it uses removal on it is not uh it's not what I'm looking for in a card generally. Yeah. I don't know, but I mean just I I think like loading up an Indian Smuggler's Copter in our mid-range deck list of just a bunch of thought seizes, like we're just gonna drown opponents with card advantage. Yeah. Uh, I think we're in a good place right now. I know some people have considered it boring with a lot of blue-white control, but that's because you need to give time for the the aggro decks to come back. Like, mm-hmm. have you seen, like, how many blue-white controls did we see in all this event, like, top eights, right? Oh, there was, like, none. None in the top eights, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it. still, No More Lies is the third most played card in all of these events. Um, sure. But, uh, you know, like somebody said, but, you know, the uh, the actual Azorius control decks have been beaten down quite a bit. We've got a lot more aggro plans coming in. A lot of weird decks also, like the uh, mono-black discard decks to, like, just eat Phoenix matchups all day. Mm-hmm. I think the format's in a great spot. Yeah, I, um, I've i got an easy answer to this, and it's just, I want to play in Boros Heroic. That's that's yeah. what I want to be jamming. Yeah, again, now this comes from a particular angle, right? Where it's like, I think if you have a ton of experience in the format, then, you know, playing a Phoenix or playing a Control could definitely be for you, right? I'm coming off the angle of like, hey, if I didn't prep a ton, and if I'm looking to go in to play against some of the best players in the world, where can I get my advantages? And and that's where I think you get it. It's not, it's not a heavily expected deck, right? It was just Hamuda out here uh, destroying everything with it. But it's a fast deck, and it's a deck where you know the cards that beat you, and so you kind of know those cards, play around them, and you've got your chance, right? Like, so is, is Boris Heroic going to be our Celestia Auras of this Pro Tour? I think so. I, I think it's a deck that, like, you know your matchups, and, and you can do pretty well. Again, you know, maybe you just get stomped out by... Uh, uh, unlucky phoenix matchups right like it's it's not a matchup that you want to be seeing all day long just because mm-hmm. that is a, a deck that plays a lot of removal but you definitely have tools to beat it and you're slamming every control deck right they're too slow yeah. to take you down um you kill so incredibly quickly uh you can you can still fight amalia right they gain some yeah. life but you you leave permanence around i think it's way better of a matchup than convoke has um in my in my limited experience and same thing with you know lotus uh if any red black deck plays slower than you know you're you're there, right? I think you can put a good matchup against um like some of the insole decks that might be coming. There's not gonna be too many, but I do I do like that matchup as well. And like you said, I think Spell Pierce uh is is a good place to be as well. So I'm wanting to play like something low to the ground that has some resiliency to some amount of resiliency to removal spells, but is really fast. So whether yeah. that be a is it in soul, whether that be a Boros Heroic, something like that is is the deck that I would be bringing. No. Call me crazy, but I, I saw this Modern Humans deck list, and I think if I had to pick a Pro Tour deck list, like, this deck is just screaming at me right now. I There's mean, a lot I, of spells being cast. You're not wrong on just, like, Athalia being an insane card, right? Like, yeah, you might play that in your Heroic, potentially. You know what I'm saying? Like, in your Heroic deck, even. You cannot play Athalia in your Heroic deck. You people were doing it, bad man. time. People were doing it. I, I think you could change your bill. I think Athalia is, is, is another card that's insane right now. So, I think Athalia can be played in more than just mono-white humans, you know? Because I think that's Ruckman's point is like all all the even Phoenix Phoenix is playing spells right, um, even heroic right heroic's playing a lot of spells so like a lot of the decks that are doing well are playing a lot of spells and they do not like seeing Athalia. Yeah, I just like I just I would feel very confident in a room of control players with as the Cavern of Souls Thalia deck. I tell you yes. what, yeah, sure. But yeah, I'm excited for the Pro Tour. It'll be fun. Yeah, I, it's gonna be a good Pro Tour. I'm definitely excited to watch. Or? Uh, Thursday is it Friday? It should start on Friday, right? Because they'll do day one on Friday. Will be the first round of the first four draft and constructed into day two draft constructed into top eight on Sunday. 
if we want to do a little co-stream on uh, Sunday, I'm down. I'm off. So we'll see what my schedule's like, but probably I could probably make that happen. Let me tell you, they. Uh, I'm excited for the draft portion too. I'm, this format's fun. I've I've seen so many mixed feelings on this format. Yeah, it's yeah. very fair. It's the pineapple on pizza format. That's for sure. You know. Yeah. Where are you at on pineapple on pizza? Love it. Absolutely. No, Go no, for it. No. Get out. In the alleyway. No, no, no. Back <laughs> in the alley. <laughs> You're not right this time. Now, what I'm actually against is the, like, Ricky, the ham yeah. on the pizza. Ham what did you on say? The- like the ham. Like Canadian bacon is like the worst pizza topping. Like if you want to do a pineapple pizza, put some bacon on that pizza and let's, let's jam. It's like the same Wait, thing. Close your ears real quick. Yeah, yeah. Ruckman. No, no, you you oh, both ears. No, no, no. my ears are open. Ears. My ears are ears. No, no, no. Open. How how do we get rid of Ricky? We need a new. We need a new. We need a new. Yeah. I, I mean, the problem is, Servo has his own podcast now. Oh, we can't. We can't. You, Servo's not a free agent anymore. We can't, yeah, you're we right. can't steal him. And the oh, problem yeah. is, I've Servo, got all if you're listening, these. Servo, if you're listening, we need to know your opinion on pineapple and ham on pizza because ham is my favorite topping. There's no pizza. way. It's like the worst. Like. Look, I, here's my thing, right? With ham on pizza, I'm not like going out of the way for ham, but like I'm not going to pick it off as what's on the supreme. Yeah, I come ham, on. Ham needs like more with it. Like I'm not going to get just ham on my pizza, right? But oh, I'll get just ham. Like, that's the thing is, I meet that, sickos that's who get just that's ham on the pizza. That's me. I'm the sicko who will get just ham on a pizza. I would do that 100%. <laughs> I would do that. Meanwhile, Ricky's over here with his pineapple on a pizza. Left ham done pizza. I Left know. Left ham Probably. done pizza. Just order a ham sandwich. Don't put the ham on the pizza. Yeah. Just eat a pineapple. Don't put a pineapple here, on pizza. What I doing? eat a pineapple. <laughs> I did that too. I ate ham for Christmas. Where are we at now? What are, what are your opinions on round meal? What? Oh, have you have you not seen round meal? No. Hold on. For every, everyone at home, Round Meal will also be on the screen for the video listeners, for the video watchers. Um, I'm going to click this. I'm against this. <laughs> it serves three men. It serves three men. It's fresh. I'm, I'm against this. It, Ricky, it's protein blasted. Yeah. <laughs> Find it next that, to the hungry man in your local that, super center. Is that Matt Mercer on the box? I'd believe it. Oh man! All right. Well, I mean, any other any other wild pro two predictions? I mean, people. Uh, all right, let's call. I, I love what they're doing in the Discord earlier. So I'm gonna I'm gonna, we're gonna do this. Pick your top eight. What's what's your top eight predictions? What's your breakdowns for top eight? Two Phoenix. Okay. One Niv to light. One Convoke player. Okay. One Slesnia Auras player. Okay. One Blue White Control player and one Mono Red player. Oh, all right. Chris, what do you got? Red slash Boros Burn. Okay. Uh, I've got three Phoenix, two two blue-white control. Okay. And then I've got a uh, a Lotus, an Amalia, and a wild card for the last one. Okay. I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say a creativity deck. Creativity, okay. Yeah. All right. Um I'm going to go also three Phoenix. I'm going to say one Rakdos mid-range, because there always has to be one. Sure, sure. Right. Um, I'm going to say – I'm going to go with the Monoid Humans over Convoke, right? But I think we're, it's it's one of those. It's it's like a, that's that's a hybrid mana symbol, right? That's, that's Convoke. That's a hybrid mana symbol? That's okay, a hybrid okay, mana symbol. See, that's see. a hybrid mana symbol. Look, you just said wild card, right? Um, 
I'm not going to be playing any commander games with you, that's for sure. Your, yeah. your silence is not uh, resolving, Ruffin. Yeah, then I'm going to go Niftlight, I'm going to go Lotus, and uh, one blue-white control. I'm going to say Jim Davis wins the Pro Tour. Jim Davis wins the Pro Tour. Jim Jimmy qualified. D. Is, yeah, I was saying, how do you do you know Jimmy D's qualified? I don't. I just want him to win <laughs> so bad. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's to be Claudia with the Niftlight list is going to win the Pro Tour. How happy would we all be? Pretty happy. So happy. Pretty, so excited happy. for that. I mean, I'd be upset. Mon- I'd be upset Niftlight won, but I'd be happy for Claudio. Yeah, absolutely. I, w- I wouldn't even be at this point. I know you hate the dragon, but no, I don't hate the dragon. I hate Bring Delight as a card. Okay, okay. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna also put out a uh, a prediction uh, that fire shoes will be the most clutch linchpin of coverage for the whole weekend. I mean that's a that's a bingo free space. I know it is, but I made it. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think I think uh, everyone should get excited to watch the Pro Tour. Hopefully, we get some good good sweet pioneer action. Uh, I mean, there is coverage, right? We have we yeah. checked and we verified there is coverage. Oh, hold on, uh, I've got five dollars on. Uh, the quarterfinals. No, no, no. The semifinals match is interrupted with the uh, announcement of more booster fun mechanics. Mm. I got five dollars on that. Okay, even money, even money. Who wants it? <laughs> They're playing with play boosters, right? Pro um, tour with play boosters. Yeah, Ooh, pro tour with play boosters. They're not doing special boosters. They're not doing special no. pro tour boosters. No. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll also throw in uh, somebody wins a limited match. On camera with a list enlisted worm off the oh. list. Um, all right, here, here's one last final prop bet. Over under the amount of times we're gonna cut Taylor Swift on coverage. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I'll take the under. Ten thousand to one odds on literally anything. Uh, uh, wait. Yes, I'll take a thousand to one odds on anything. <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for this episode of the podcast. I want to say thank you to our support Patreon, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. We have several tiers available. Uh, and hey, you know what? Here's a fun thing. If you join our $5 tiers or above, we're posting video content early. That's right. Uh, by the time you hear this, the video will be out on YouTube. But of course, our Patreon members did get early access to a deck tech of my daily deck list I've been working on early. So uh, I got that a few days early. So be sure to check out stuff like that. Exclusive content, of course, uh, when you join the Patreon, you do get access to all of our Patreon exclusive channels where we ask things like uh, ideas for episodes. Uh, starting next week, actually, uh, I probably not next week, actually, the week after, uh, we're going to talk, we're going to start polling the audience because obviously we're going to talk about Pro Tour res- results um, and possibly how they feed into a potential BNR announcement here in a few weeks. Um, so we'll probably do that next week, but after that, we're going to talk. Uh, I'm going to start polling Patreon, all to the Patreon, uh, for ideas and what they want us to talk about on on this week, these week's episodes. Um, so real quick here, uh, of course, like I said, um, all tiers do have access to the Patreon mailbag, where you guys questions sound something like this. This one comes from Fast Grim, who asks, "What is the meaning of life?" Casting three instants and sorcery spells on your turn. Going to combat and reanimating all three phoenixes in your yard to attack for nine. And seeing your enemies driven before you? I'm going to say getting uh, getting ham on pizza. Yeah. You know? uh, I'm going to say Merriam-Webster defines life as the condition that distinguishes animals and plants from inorganic matter, including the capacity for growth, reproduction, functional activity, and continual changes preceding death. Okay. All right. Well, 
Those are good answers. I'm just happy none of us uh, like said 42 or something stupid. Yeah. Uh, really, it's um, lying in commander pods. That's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, that'll be it for this week's episode. But of course, you know, hold on. Hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, you know, as you're watching the Pro Tour this weekend, seeing all sorts of sick deck lists being played and thinking about buying those deck lists, maybe use our affiliate link, crew3mtg.com, that'll redirect you over to TCG Player. Where uh, you make a little purse in your boys, get a little kickback to help keep the lights on. So thank you to people who go ahead and use that affiliate link for again crew3mtg.com, redirect you to our supporters at TCG Player, and then of course our wonderful Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Gentlemen, where can people find you on the socials? Hey, you can find me uh, on the tweeters uh, at uh, it's underscore Christmas, and Christmas has no T. You can find me on Twitter at also Steve. Uh, tweeting pretty regularly. I've been a little sick, so I've been off the Twitterverse for now. And uh, you can find me streaming almost every single week um, at twitch.tv slash crew3mtg. And, of course, you can find me at crew3podcast uh, posting on Twitter as well. Kind of I've been a little, a little behind on my Twitter activity lately. Uh, but, you know, we out there usually post all sorts of fun stuff. I'm, I'm in the process, you can see the video viewers, because the video podcast will be back this week. Uh, in the process of packing up and getting ready to move here in a few weeks. Um, so that's been sad. And also very delicately trying to pack away Lego uh, has been a, a very fun challenge as usual. Uh, but of course, you can also find me posting videos over at youtube.com. I also post Ricky's VODs from Twitch over on there as well when they are magic related. So be sure to go check out that. Uh, yeah, let us know. I'll be starting streaming here pretty soon as well on the weekends. Probably playing some non-magic stuff, right? Uh, have it some fun over on twitch.tv slash crew3mtg. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think, is that is that all for this week? Also, sorry to the Apple Podcast listeners. I have no idea why the episode didn't get pushed to Apple Podcast. Um, it was viewable on Apple's backend website, uh, but it was not viewable in the app for a reason. So but luckily I was able to re-upload it um, and get that post out to everyone. So uh, Apple listeners, if you missed last week's episode, uh, be sure to go back and check. It should be out. Uh, it was out. Uh, I think I got it up finally working on either Saturday or Sunday show. It should be out for everyone uh, if you are an Apple listener. So uh, be sure to go check that episode out if you missed it. Uh, that'll do it for this week, though. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.